Hi, everyone. Today we have four wonderful people here today. It's me, Jess, Kira, who you all know, a new member of our podcast, Katie, and my sweet mate, Sophia. And today we're just going to be comparing our schools, talking about the schools that we've been to, what we like and dislike about our schools. So I think we can just start off by everyone saying their name and what school they go to. I'm Kira, and I go to Jericho High School. I'll go next. So we planned this. Um, I'm Katie. Um, I'm the like website person and I go to Langley High School. I'm Sophia and I go to Admiral Farragut Academy. I'm Jess and I also go to Admiral Farragut Academy and I formerly went to Jericho High School. I'm also formerly of Randolph-Macon Academy. So is it no, Via, you haven't been to a public high school? Yeah, I've never been to a public high school, but I went to public school for all of my elementary and middle school years. I went to public high school in New Jersey and Chicago. That's cool. So what do you guys like about your school? Like if there was a favorite thing about your school, what would it be, if anything? I probably shouldn't start because this is my first year being in it. And so I've got a huge feel on it. But um, one thing a I freshman. Like, yeah, <laughs> freshman over here. <laughs> one thing I like is they have really, really pretty courtyards in our school. So like if you want, like we have one main one for like eating lunch outside and some like a smaller one. It has like a little like waterfall and like rock area and it's really pretty. I can see I'm not in my math classroom. So that's nice. And it's just nice. Like I haven't particularly eaten outside just because it's been so hot. But once it starts cooling off, I think I might go out and eat outside since it's so nice. Well, I'm on a similar boat as you. The Jericho High School, I haven't actually been in it for a whole year because the last year, my freshman year, I was fully remote as a student. So this is my first time in the high school, but it does share the same building as the middle school, which I have been in. So it's some areas are shared by the two schools. But overall, I think it's like more of a smaller school. So it's easier to make new friends if you really try and to make more connections with teachers because I think the class sizes, at least compared to maybe schools in the city, they're definitely smaller. And there are definitely a lot of clubs at Jericho High School and they offer a lot of opportunities in that sense with like classes, electives and clubs. Yeah, that's really cool. I guess for Admiral Farragut, my favorite thing is the military aspect because I wanna go into the military when I'm older and my old school, Jericho, it didn't really have any of that so I just been loving this I've been loving this new experience and kind of getting exposure to a military lifestyle and that's what they really specialize in right the military training is that yeah they have a JROTC program which is basically kind of like I don't know how to describe it it's I wouldn't call it a club but it's more of a program in a way is everyone enrolled in it or you choose. I think for the first year, everyone's enrolled in it because you have to take a naval science class, naval science one. But I think as you get older, you're still sort of a part of it. Like you stand in formation with everyone and you do drill with everyone, but you don't have to take naval science classes. Yeah, that's pretty much how it works. I also got Animal Farragut, but my favorite part is probably the marine science slash like scuba programs. So I'm a part of the scuba program and the stuff that we're learning is just so cool. And the opportunities that we have to go on dive trips, uh, you know, all over Florida and, you know, for spring breaks, maybe some places abroad or to the Florida Keys, as well as the marine science. You know, I'm formerly of a military academy, so Randolph-Macon. 
And so coming from a high military environment to coming to this environment, which it's somewhat JROTC related, I think that, you know, the JROTC in my old school was a lot better than this school. Obviously, I left for a reason, and the JROTC at the school is now better than what it was at, what it is at Randolph-Macon. But, like, getting used to that, it's like, I understand what Jess is saying, coming from, like, not going to a military school to going to a military school, but obviously, I came from a military school, so I, I, I share a different perspective, but I really love all of the oceanography and just like going down to the waterfront and everything like that. That's really interesting. That means like physically, I think you guys have a lot more opportunities. You go on trips, like the school brings you on trips, on breaks and everything on the like weekends. Do you have trips? Yeah, we do. Every Saturday, there's a trip that you yeah. can go on going somewhere. Oh yeah. And I don't think you guys are aware, but Sophia and I actually are boarding students at Admiral Farragut Academy. So we live here and I wanted to talk a little bit about that, what it's like living away from home and being a boarding student in high school, because I've never been away from home for like more than two weeks until I came here. And I've been here for about three weeks now. So it's been a huge adjustment. It's nothing like I've ever experienced before. But overall, I like it a lot. I like the independence. And I think I've kind of, I used to miss home a lot, like my first week. I talked about it in my blog post a little bit. I would be extremely sad and that's all I could think about but I kind of have this numb feeling now like well I do miss home it's not consuming my life and it's not necessarily making me extremely sad I just have it like in the back of my mind in a way I know for when I went to camp I wasn't necessarily homesick but the one thing I did in St. Louis and I told you I told you that was my home-cooked meals my mom made because the food there wasn't bad but uh, like it's just the home-cooked meals they, they're so much better in a way and yeah I haven't been away from my family members overnight. Like, I think the longest was probably three, four nights. Like, not that long, because I haven't been at any long sleep sleepaway camps. So, definitely, you guys are living a very different experience than what I am. For me, that'll be three years down the line <laughs> in college. Yeah, also, like, I was like that before I came to Randolph-Macon originally um, last year. I had the longest that I'd ever been away from my parents was five days overnight when they went on vacation um, with my sister and I didn't get to go, (laughs) but that was the longest that I've been away from them. And so last year I really learned how to love and learn uh, to be alone and like last year at Randolph-Macon, it, it's a little bit different. You have you had your own rooms and you, obviously you had a roommate or not, but for second semester, I didn't have a roommate. And so I would just come back from school to an empty dorm room most days. And a lot of my friends were day students. So on the weekends, I would be all alone. So I just had to learn how to be alone. And then also how to like learn how to love being alone too, because I'm a very social person. So I don't like to be alone. So, yeah, but I definitely think going to Admiral Farragut where it's a different like room structure where like I have basically four roommates. It's, it's a lot different. Um, Excuse me. So I think that that having a lot more people makes you a lot less lonely. So and I think even in a non-boarding school, learning to enjoy your own company is huge 
whether it be just you don't have lunch with your friends or you want to study quietly in the library alone, it's a very important skill to just learn to enjoy your own company. I think if you approach it the right way, it'll make you a more confident person. And being at a boarding school, I think that just helps with it. But even in a non-boarding school, learning to be confident in yourself and just walking with your own body, your own person, that should be something that everyone has. So I know you were kind of talking about it earlier, like home-cooked meals, but that reminds me about food. Food is a huge part of school. And I was wondering what you guys thought about your school lunches or the food that your school serves. So actually this year, I think it's because of COVID. It started last year, but the Jericho High School is giving out free lunches. So yeah, if you want a lunch, you too, Katie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's free. But it used to be like $3 or something like that, which at that time, when it was $3, I thought that was a little overpriced for well, that's kind of the not very, very high quality <laughs> meals we were getting. But it was better than when I went to at least elementary uh, school back in Queens. Uh, so not on Long Island. Spider-Man. It was better than those. Yeah. Sorry. I had to make the reference. For, and for any Marvel fans. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, for Langley's food, I don't remember the exact price, but like it was more like you had to buy like, an actual lunch. Like there are certain like factors you had to put them to your like tray and then buy that. I think that was what for middle school. I'm not sure if that was for Langley. But I just know now that it's free and like now that's for like all of my county's stuff. And like the food is like, okay. Like it's not like amazing. I personally don't buy lunch that much anymore just because I've been kind of disappointed by how it turns out. And I like to like know what I'm like eating like pack what like I want and whatnot. But like overall, I just like, I find it kind of weird that now with COVID, they, they were always able to give free meals out. And they then they're also giving free breakfast for us since we start early, but and just, but just now since COVID affected us, they just give free meals out when they could have before and like made it easier on people and whatnot. No. Yeah, I understand that. So I used to go to school um, in New Jersey and Chicago. And so in my school in Chicago, there was free breakfast and free lunch. And well, there's some lunches that like there's a free lunch program, but like most people had to go and buy and purchase lunch. And same thing with New Jersey, where there's a free lunch program. Like if your family couldn't afford it, then you could register and you can get free lunches, like a free hot lunch. And then I came to RMA and at RMA, there was Sage Dining. And so it's actually the same food provider that they use here at Admiral Farragut. And um, Sage is, as Jess can probably tell you, Sage is okay, like some of their stuff is really bad. And during COVID though, and a lot of Farragut kids from last year know this because it was the same way with RMA because Sage was just different. On that RMA, everything was in styrofoam and everything because of COVID, you know, because they had to use like single use stuff because they didn't want to like be washing or using plates and forks. I, I, I'm not quite sure why, but so everything was in styrofoam. So everything kind of mildly tasted like styrofoam. That's really horrible for the environment. And I don't know, it was just, the food wasn't that good. And they used to have a salad bar, panini press, all this stuff. And they they did not have that at RMA. They used to have like ice cream machines. And when I was there, they did not have that. And then coming to Admiral Frigate, where they do have sage, 
and it's a non-COVID year, so they are using silverware and forks, and they do have a salad bar and a panini press and all the stuff that, um, and waffle makers, although I have never used one. I really hmm. want to. I'm probably going to use one after this. You have to try. So, the, yeah, the food is okay. It's not yeah. bad. Some of the food is really good, but some of it's like, eh, you know. Mm-hmm. Sophia and I actually have brunch, like, right after this, so. Now I'm kind of hungry for brunch and I'm ready, but just to add on to what she was saying, I believe the lunch is included in our tuition or just all the food that we consume. So we don't have to actually like pay for every meal. It's just already covered. And we get breakfast, lunch, and dinner because we live here. And then I think on the weekends, they give us brunch instead of breakfast and lunch. And I agree that the food is pretty okay. I'm not complaining about it though. I think it's really good. I can eat it all the time, no problem. And it's definitely a huge change from my old school because this food is more like food that you would guess you'd receive in a restaurant or you would receive at home. I think they're just trying to emulate that more because we live here. It's definitely different from your typical cafeteria food, like the dishes and everything. And I like the variety definitely, but sometimes the food is just not it. And I definitely miss my mom's home-cooked food because mm-hmm. my mom cooks completely different food I guess from what's served here here I feel like they kind of serve all American type food and I'm not really used to eating much of that at home yeah and I think Admiral Farragut it has more of a pressure to have more variety better nutrition just because you guys are living on campus or they should so like the quality should be better when I you agree guys- with they should I would not <laughs> agree with they do Okay. But seriously, okay. like, if you see some of the, like, you see some of the food here, you're like, what? Like, every single morning, the food, like, I had a hash brown yesterday, and it was covered in grease. Jess, you know that. You saw those. Like, they should, but they don't. And I also think that, like, our tuition is extremely high. So, for paying $60,000 a year to go to a school, I should be able to get better food than this. True. And you guys, like, you can't just go home like from a typical public high school and just, you know, like sit at home with your parents and eat your dinner after skipping lunch because you guys live there. So I hope you guys get better food in the future. (laughs) Oh, also another thing I wanted to add about this school, what's interesting about it is on weekends, you can actually Uber Eats food or get food from DoorDash, but only on weekends. So for Mm -hmm. anyone who wants to do that, I guess if they don't like stage food, they could kind of get some relief in that sense. But overall, I wouldn't, like, I disagree with Sophia a tad bit. I don't think the food is that, that bad. I think they have a lot of options. Like, they have a salad bar. So if you don't like the dish they're serving, you can always find something, even if it's not your favorite, that would be tolerable. Maybe it's because you come from Jericho High School, where everyone had the same tray of hot lunch or cold lunch if you really wanted, but it's not too many options in what you could eat. And then Admiral Farragut, you can pretty much, at least when it's not uh, COVID times, you can get a plate, right? And you can just pretty much get anything like a buffet. I know for, and I'm not sure for if it's for your school, but I know they just recently came to our school or like our like county and installed um, like salad bars type things where like you can make your own salad as your lunch instead. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Uh, last time I went to Jericho, they didn't have a salad bar. I don't know how it is now, but... I think it's really good to push for there to be healthier school lunches because I, from my experience in public school, 
the lunch was not nutritious whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it was, I would say, artificial or frozen. And I understand that they're trying to make it everything cheap, but yeah. I think they should really focus on nutrition because nutrition is huge in terms of just physical and mental health. And also I know that schools have a lot of restrictions, public schools at least, have a myriad of restrictions they need to follow about the nutrition. And I know that definitely also limits them very highly in what they can and cannot make. So I just think they need to up their food game, especially for the people who get only get their meals at the school, unfortunately. Yeah, maybe we should move on from the fact that it's food because I'm kind of getting hungry and... <laughs> Thing, and I, yeah, my mom makes good food to get me thinking, but <laughs> yeah. But like, um, hmm. is you guys, is, do you guys like your classes and whatnot? Because I know mine personally are a little easy for me, but like, I'm not sure. Last year, um, I think my classes were easier, uh, pretty easy. I think, honestly, I haven't really been extremely challenged by the regular classes throughout the day. So that's why I really want to join clubs and debate. And this year, we'll see. Like my AP bio is proving to be down to business with the work. So <laughs> I'll see how it goes. But I do like how Jericho does emphasize that you can ask teachers for help, you know, go to their extra help sessions. And I know, I know Lenny does that a lot. So like, I appreciate that. How like, I know that like I'll be able to like go ask for help exactly yeah like for me um I guess my classes are just different this year because I'm used to the style of teaching at Farragut is very different from that of Jericho and I would say that most of my classes are average for me they're just like any other class that I've ever taken I'm one of those people who aren't isn't naturally smart and I have to work to get good grades and succeed so I wouldn't call them easy, but I would call them average. They're just like all the other classes I've experienced. And then for my geography class, I would say that so far it's quite easy because a lot of the content overlaps with what I learned last year. So I already know most of what we'll be learning. So I'm hoping to just learn more about it, expand upon it, and maybe internalize it more this year. And then my English class, it's actually proving to be challenging Last year, I found English very easy, but this year so far, I know Sophia can tell you because she has the same teacher. It's been a lot of work. I think I, almost every night of the class, we've got an essay, long response, something wow. of that nature. Yeah, well, for my classes, I'm in the majority honors or AP classes. So I take AP Human Geography, which is actually a really fun class. Like that's my history class. AP huge. It's actually a really fun class. It's not that hard. Um, at least for my skill level, I don't think it's that hard. And then I take like English honors too, English two honors. And that class with Mr. Malarkey is literally, he assigns so much work. The majority of my homework every single night is just him. And it's so stupid because I nobody needs to be assigning that much homework like at all period you know and so I don't know and he's just he doesn't explain anything he doesn't he doesn't tell us the instructions he just like posts stuff on google classroom it's like this is due then like I don't know and I guess because it's an honors class he says he wants us to use our brains more than like the normal class but he doesn't explain stuff to the normal class either so it, it just makes no sense anyways 
but I have marine science honors as well. And um, that class is so much fun. Miss Blake is our teacher and she is literally amazing and she is so fun and she's hilarious and she's like all about marine biology and amazing. And um, I have the unique opportunity to be taking like some fun classes like scuba that I talked about earlier. And like our scuba teacher is so chill and she's just amazing. And it makes it such like a warm and inviting environment. Like I was so worried about my swim test. So for scuba, we have to take a swim test. And that is five laps, which is like technically 10 because there and back is one. So mm-hmm. it's technically like 10 in this big pool. And we have to do 10, basically 10 laps, five laps technically. And then we have to tread water for 10 minutes straight. The last two minutes, we have to have weights and we have to hold them up like this. So we're treading water with no arms with weights. Those are the last two minutes. You don't realize how long 10 minutes is until you're treading water for 10 minutes. Like 10 minutes is a long time. And I am someone who I'm not the best athlete, right? So I was like stressing out about this so, so, so much. Jess can tell you this. That is all that I would talk about. I was like, oh, my scuba swim test. I'm going to fail the scuba swim test. You're going to kick me out of scuba, you know? And I like, I told Mrs. Singleton, that's my scuba teacher. And I told um, this other person in my class, who's a dive master. She's, you know, working on a dive master certification, which is the highest level. And it's the beginning level of professional diving. Um, you have to be 18 to get it. And Mrs. Singleton, she like looked at me, she's like, oh, sweetie, don't be stressed. It'll be fine. And like, they just made it such like a warm and inviting environment in which like I felt instantly better. And they were like, it's okay. Cause we'll talk to you. So you're distracted. And when I got in the water and like, I was the last, I was the slowest one uh, for the laps. And then like, when it came to treading water, she was like, it's okay. You can take a breather beforehand. I was like, okay. And then she like talked to me the entire time that I was like treading water. So like the time went faster. Cause like the time went faster, goes faster when like you're talking and like Roxy, who's the dive master I was talking about, she was so kind. She was so nice. She was like, you got this, you got this. Just laugh about my tan lines because she does golf. So she has really funny tan lines. And like, it was such a warm and inviting experience. So yeah, I just want to talk about that. Um, and then I also take, what other classes do I take? <laughs> I take, all right, the scuba sixth period, fifth period is English, fourth period is Naval Science 2. So I got moved up from Naval Science 1 to Naval Science 2. So the difference between those is kind of like the beginning Naval Science, and you have to take Naval Science 1 to take Naval Science 2. But I came in coming from like RMA, I came from RMA, so I took Aerospace 1, which is the Air Force equivalent. And so they allowed me to move up to Naval Science 2 because credit transferred. Plus, it's really nice because I don't have to be with a lot of freshmen anymore, a lot of eighth graders, because eighth graders do JRTC here, which, in my opinion, is such a stupid idea because eighth graders don't have the maturity to understand or, like, comprehend most things. So, but I really overall like my classes. For your honor classes, honors classes, did you have to take any assessment or did you just choose that course? Well, it was based off of my transcript from last year. So they saw I had uh, the majority A's. And so they saw, okay, you have basically all A's in all of your classes. We'll put you in English because I had two A's both semesters, which is the requirement to do honors here. 
to do an honors course, you have to have earned an A consecutively in both semesters for the previous course. So okay. In Jericho, we don't really have honors, we just have the AP classes. And I think it's more like you can pretty much choose to take the AP classes, but I'm sure if you're on the verge of failing, your teacher will strongly recommend you to not take the AP courses, but otherwise it's pretty much our choice. I wish this school was like that because they would not let me take chem honors and they would not let me take AP US history, which is what I was supposed to take at my old school. I was supposed to take A push because I had already completed my like sophomore level of history because at RMA, it's a, it's a Christian school. So since I was confirmed and I was, I've been baptized and I've been confirmed that counts as my religion and history credit oh. taking the confirmation class. And so I didn't have to take Bible, which is the history class for sophomores. And it's taught by Chaplin. And so I was supposed to take AP US history, but when um, I sat down with Miss Williard, she's our college counselor and our schedule person, she was like, yeah, no, you can't take that. And I was like, what? And she was like, it's fine because you can take AP Human Geo. And I was like, thanks. So. so another thing I really wanted to talk about was class size, um, like the number of people in your grade and in your school, because I know for me, going from Jericho to Admiral Farragut, there was a huge change in class size. Uh, Kira can talk more about that, I guess, what it's like in Jericho, but at Admiral Farragut, it's very small compared to what I'm used to. I believe last year there was only 67 people in the graduating class, and classes range from about 60 to 80 people. So, I mean, like, a grade is 60 to 80 people about. Um, an individual class is, I think, anywhere from 10 to 20 people about. Like, like, for example, my English class, like those kind of classes. And for the entire school, I believe it's around like 300 people. I could be wrong, but it's definitely a huge change from what I'm used to. Well, how many did you say is in each individual class or like period? I believe it's about 10 to 20. Oh, wow. Not so in my 10. math class. In my math class, there's like 30. So, okay. but also in my scuba class, there's like six of us. So that's very different than um, At least my high school, it's very, very big. Um, not extremely big. It's just like, it's like the main public school for like our area. And like, there's other ones, of course, it's just this one like leads to like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but like, I think in one of our normal classes, it's like around like 30 kids or some just ranging like around that area, I guess, a little more or less depending on each class. Um, but then there's like tons of classes. Like there are like just so many classes, like walking to give you a seven minute break period because if you have a class from one side and to get to the other, it takes a decent amount of time, not like a whole seven minutes, but like, yeah. Now Jericho is far from being big as for the class sizes and the number of people, but definitely not as small as I guess you said just a 60 for a graduating class. That to me, wow, that's much less. like 67, so closer to 70, but that's still okay. incredibly low, incredibly low. That's just two of my classes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. I remember going to public school in New Jersey and going to public school in Chicago, and my, my uh, older sibling graduated from high school in Chicago, and there was about like 
think a thousand two hundred people in their graduating class. Wow. So yeah, I don't think yeah. we have that many. But on the references of how big schools are, Admiral Farragut Academy is huge. <laughs> like the campus size itself is huge. So I like I know I talk about scuba a lot, but it's, the scuba room is on the very, 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 very far side of the campus. It is not close to any other building. It is very far away, as is the pool. That's where everything is. It's tucked away in this little corner, far, far away from everything. So I had that sixth period, but my first period happens to be right on the other side of campus in the Michelle building, which is like pretty much the farthest you can get that way. It's like the farthest away that you can possibly get from the scuba room. So every single time I have scuba or every single time I have my APU, AP huge class, which is in the Michelle building, I have to run. I have to <laughs> physically book it or else I will be late. Do you <laughs> have any transportation? Like, do what? they have any buses going around? Nope. No, because it's not that big. It's not that big. It's just like, it's big for a high school campus. Yeah. Oh, also, I kind of wanted to talk about clothes a little bit because I know Admiral Farragut Academy has a dress code and uniforms, but at Jericho, um, I guess Kira can tell you more about it. It's definitely different from Jericho. Um, at Admiral Farragut, we have multiple sets of uniforms that we wear. Um, we have travel gear, which is basically a collared shirt and khaki shorts along with a belt. We have PT gear, which is basically a bright yellow t-shirt and basketball shorts that we wear for PT. And we also have an NSU naval service uniform, which is kind of a beige tan-like shirt and black trousers. And then we have our salt and peppers, which are, it's basically a white shirt with black trousers. And the salt and peppers are more of like the ceremonial uniform. We wear it only during picture day or graduation, I think. And NSUs, as we advance into the year, we wear them like three times a week, I would say. And travel gear, I guess we just wear that when we don't wear the NSUs. I'm sorry if I'm confusing y'all anyways, but as a boarding student here, when you're in your room, you don't have to wear these uniforms, but you have to adhere to a dress code. So you can't have short shorts or you can't wear leggings. And if you exit your dorm in non-school hours, like you're out in a hallway or something, you should have to wear, I mean, no, not you should have to, you have to wear Admiral Farragut Academy spirit wear. So you basically have a bunch of uniforms that you choose from. Yeah. So right here, I can actually show you guys some of them. My NSUs and salt and peppers, they don't have any of the patches on them, as well as you wear them with your ribbons. So all of my ribbons from Air Force JRTC transfer over. So I have 12 ribbons that I will wear on my uniform. Standard black, like pants, like slacks. Uh, I have to get these hemmed. So you wear those and there's a tailor that comes by. So every single one of your uniforms is tailored to you. Oh, that's, that's so, nice. Yeah. And then I have, this is like the khaki shirt for NSUs. This does not get tucked in. So this is like a blouse that you wear, but it's it does not get tucked in. You wear it with a name tag. You wear it with a name tag, any cords that you've earned, you put a cord on there. And any ribbons that you have, you put your ribbons on there as well with your name tag and a JRTC patch. You're also going to put JRTC bars. So they're called J bars on the sides. You'll also going to be wearing that with a garrison cover. So a garrison cover is kind of like, ugh, mine's all the way like somewhere in there. So I can't really show it to you. It's like a flight cap, the equivalent of that for Air Force. And 
It's like this little thing that goes like this that you wear on your head. It's a cover and it has a little small anchor piece in the middle that you have to put on. It's a pin. And then these are the salt and peppers. So this is, they call them salt and peppers because that is not what they're actually called. I don't know what they're actually called. And <laughs> frankly, they should not be teaching kids nicknames for uniforms. They should be teaching them the proper terminology for uniforms. So that kind of pisses me off a little bit. But um, they call them salt and peppers, obviously, because white and black, salt and pepper. Yeah. Um, so as just said, we'll use those in ceremonial positions. We'll also use them in parades. So during the parade, everyone will be in salt and pepper. So we have parades as a regiment. So all 300 plus people that are in the regiment, all commanded by their company commanders, battalion commanders, and obviously the regimental commander, chief of staff, and the regimental staff, they're all going to command us in a parade. And then we march and we basically pass for review. And the drill here is... We're not going to talk about that because I would like to still continue to go to the school. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but those are our uniforms. We also have really ugly khaki shorts that don't look good on anyone, like at all. Mm. They look really ugly. So. Even when tailored. Even when tailored. They are, they're the same khaki shorts for boys and girls, and they go down to your knees. So, and they're just really and they, mm-hmm. they're ugly color of khaki. They're not even like a nice khaki. They look really ugly, but they're designed to make you look ugly. They're designed to make, sorry. Um, they're designed to make every single person who wears them look ugly. Because if you're all ugly, you're all the same. So. Oh, love that. Um, I know for Langley, we have a dress code. I'm not 100% sure like what are like the rules of it, but I think it's like the, the basic dress code. Like and whatnot but like teachers aren't very strict about it in our school like so like if you like wear something that's just slightly like um or it, it all depends like because I don't really know what it is a hundred percent because they never really went over it and I don't really look up dress codes for fun on my free time <laughs> it's not just one of my fun hobbies to do um so I'm not exactly sure how strict teachers are because I don't know what it is but I think they're relatively nice on it unless it's like insanely like just like it's awful but I know for gym we do have uniforms um unfortunately they are gray so they'll show any sweat stain even if you're just slightly sweating just bam just make you feel just it's it's so much fun um and then I think I think like black shorts or whatnot that they also gave you but like if you are cold you can wear like leggings or the sweat pants they provide for you but mainly just want like the shirt and whatnot for like outside but other than that we don't really have much of a uniqueness for like clothes or like like dress codes or all of that fun stuff Mm -hmm. and at Jericho in previous years I don't recall there really being much of a dress code that at least they enforced they didn't really talk about it that much um and actually this year First day of school, they made two announcements about the dress code, speaking about dressing appropriately, covering the mid-thigh, I think shoulders, chest, midriff, and a lot of my schoolmates are actually advocating for taking down the dress code because they like to wear things like crop tops that show just a sliver, you know, and that I guess would be banned with the current dress code that they have this year. And also with the mid-thigh, that's, that's like blocking a lot of shorts that I have like I think mid-thigh 
most sports shorts they don't even get there like it's comfortable i'm not showing too much but the mid thigh is that's and it's really hard to enforce i think that's also the issue like are you going to have a bunch of teachers adult teachers just looking at you and trying to measure getting close to your body like that gets uncomfortable for students yeah so i think we talked about a lot today our schools clearly have many similarities and differences so to wrap things up does anyone have any final words to say before we conclude this episode there are a lot of differences in the schools but I was just thinking universally, I think teachers should be like Sophia's scuba teacher, uh, being very open and welcoming because I think a lot of students just across, across the country have a very negative idea of school. They dread going there every single day. They have no idea why they're there. They think it's pointless what they're learning. So I think it's really up to the teachers to make the environment more welcoming and teach in a way that is engaging and feels like they're really changing their students lives because they are I thought it was cool like how like it like it's really different because I know oh wait is Jericho a public or private school it's it's basically it's public but you basically have to live in the zone of like Jericho yeah yeah (laughs) um but like I just thought it was cool how like my public school is different than like here's public school and like I know like since like um Farragut's a private school I knew it would be different but just like it's kind of weird, like how similar, but like also like the slight differences it is, which I thought was just, just cool in general. Yeah, very different. Yeah, my message is just really simple. It sounds really cliche, but stay in school, kids, because <laughs> although we might not realize it now and we might not realize it when we're doing hours and hours of homework and sitting in classes all day, but school is actually extremely useful. And you'll thank your past self when in the future you have a good education and you can use that education to access more opportunities. That's all for today, everyone. So bye and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.